I'll start by telling you something that happened earlier this week before we get, keep getting into our scripture. Um, it was earlier this week, about three o'clock in the morning, and I, uh, I woke up. And I, I normally don't wake up at three o'clock in the morning. It's not my habit. Um, and I got up with an immediate sense of fear. Uh, something made me afraid, and I didn't know what it was. And this, then this word came up in, my, in, in, me, in me somewhere, in my inside, I, I would say in my spirit, uh, the word witchcraft. And from that point, I, I, again, this is 3 o'clock in the morning, I just started asking, Lord, do I pray about something now, or, or is this something, what is this? And then I kind of saw myself here praying uh, for some people today who uh, are struggling right now. And God gave me a bit of direction during the course of the week, and so I'm going to start with this. Um, maybe you're here today, and you find yourself stuck, and you cannot figure why you are stuck. Something about your spiritual life, maybe you don't know Jesus yet. Maybe, maybe you, someone invited you, you're here, you don't even know why, uh, but there's something that's going on in your life that you cannot move forward. And maybe at some point in your past, you dealt with or dabbled in witchcraft. I didn't know this, but I guess in this area, that's a big thing. So today, God wants to free you. His kingdom has come, and his will will be done in your life today. One of the first things that happens in the book of Mark, this is off topic completely, one of the first things that happens in the book of Mark, when Jesus says, the kingdom of God is at hand, he calls disciples and then miracles start immediately. And the first miracle that we see in Mark is what? A demon-possessed person being set free. Jesus says, the kingdom of God has come, it is at hand. God's way of doing things is now, is present, is available to us right now. And a person who was possessed by the devil was set free. I'm here to tell you today, God will set you free. Amen. If you find yourself stuck, if you know that in your past you've dealt with witchcraft in some way, I don't know what, Ouija things, Wicca things, whatever, and you find yourself, you need to be set free, God wants to free you today. But how do we do this? Well, I'm going to ask us to close our eyes. If there's anybody here today who's struggling, you find yourself stuck stuck in a rut, your spiritual life isn't moving forward, there's things holding you back, maybe there's some kind of uh, sickness or some kind of thing that's been tormenting you, and you have been involved with witchcraft in some way, I want to pray for you right now. If that's you, while everyone's eyes are closed, heads are bowed, so no one's paying attention to what's going on around you, would you just raise your hand? Okay? Okay, very good. I'm going to wait a little bit. Keep going. Keep your hands up. There's a couple of people whose hands are up. All right. Okay. Anybody else? 
Good. Good. I see it. Awesome. Now how I want to do this is I'm going to pray. I'm going to proclaim over you freedom right now in Jesus' name. Now, I would like everybody's eyes to be open because I want you to see this. I want you to see freedom because it's important that you see miracles. It's important that we understand God is not a God of the Bible who is a long time ago. God is a God of the Bible who is here now. And I believe that the power and the presence of God is here to heal. Now, for those of you who raised your hands, I'm going to ask you to do something bold. I'm going to ask you to stand because people around you are going to pray for you and we're going to set you free today. So if you raised your hand, and I kind of saw where you were, would you please stand? It's okay. Very good. Thank you for being courageous. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's okay. This is not an embarrassment thing. It's the I need Jesus, I need help thing. And I tell you, when I needed uh, to see the doctor, I was the first one. I said, let's go to the hospital. I need help. For those of you who are sitting around them, I want us to just face them. Place your hand on their, on their shoulder, on somewhere on their body. You know, don't, don't be offensive. Just place your hand on them. We're going to proclaim freedom today. So for those of you who are prayer people, would you just go around them? Don't be embarrassed. If that's you today, we want to pray to see captives set free. Father, in the name of Jesus, we proclaim freedom. We break the hold of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. We come against darkness because the light has come. Where people have felt stuck and stale and cannot figure why, Lord, we ask you to bring freedom. We ask you to break the hold of this witchcraft, whatever it is, whatever they've been involved with, freedom in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, would you come right now and would you bring healing right now? If there's sickness, I ask you for wholeness. If there's brokenness, I ask you for healing if there's deliverance, I ask you to be set free in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for freedom. Whom the Son sets free is free. And you today are free in the name of Jesus. Free to know Jesus, free to serve Jesus, free to know the Father, free to know the love of the Father. If you have felt unloved, you are loved. We break the chains that have hold some of you, some of you for many years. And we thank you, God, that we take authority over this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good, isn't he? The leadership in the church said I could be as free to do what I want. And I will. Jose said, be yourself. I said, I can't be anybody else. Open our Bibles, if you would, to Matthew chapter 25. We'll start there and we'll see where we go. 
I was supposed to put the timer on my phone. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 14. It says, and again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Now, again, what? The beginning of Matthew chapter 25 talks about the kingdom of God will be like. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1, you don't have this on the screen, don't worry about it. At the time, at that time, the kingdom of, of heaven will be like ten virgins who took lamps. Okay, we know the story. For those of you who've been... Uh, in church for a while, I'm asking you to kind of hold on with me. You may be familiar with these scriptures. I'm asking you to kind of look at this with fresh eyes. For those of you who are new to the Bible, new to Jesus, uh, please pay attention to what I'm going to say. For those of you who don't know who Jesus is yet, by the end of the day, you will be given the chance to know Jesus, and today you can know him as your Savior. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the right time. Again, it will be like, and we understand from Matthew 25, verse 1, that it starts with this idea of the kingdom of heaven. Now, the kingdom of heaven in Mark's gospel, it's the kingdom of God. These, don't be confused. These are the same thing. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, it's the same thing. But it describes what the kingdom of heaven will be like. Because, you see, the kingdom of heaven is about the king. His rule and his reign over everything. So today, no matter what you're going through, no matter what, the King of Kings is here to set you free. Do you believe that? Again, the kingdom of heaven will be like a man who is going on a journey, who calls his servants and entrusts his wealth to them. Interesting words here. I'm kind of a word guy. I like words. This word calls literally means he called by name. So did you know that every one of you have been called by name? The kingdom of heaven is like a man going on a journey who calls his servants. You have been called by name. He knows who you are. He knows where you live. If he wanted to call you, he could. But he knows you. Be comforted to know that he knows you and he loves you. He's crazy about you. So he calls his servants and then he entrusts his wealth to them. And what I like about this is he entrusts them. This word literally means to be given over the full authority of everything that the man owns. Now, I want you to understand this. The kingdom of heaven is like this. When he calls us to himself, he, do you understand that he entrusts everything he is to you? So that the full weight of heaven walks with you. The full weight of the, of the God of everything, all that he has, all that he is, all that he ever will be walks with you. Did you know that? So that when you go about your daily walk, your daily life at work, at school, at play, wherever you are, shopping, whatever you're doing, all of heaven is right there. 
Why is this important? Because church, understand, every one of you carry the weight of the kingdom with you. When you see sickness, when you see people who are oppressed, people who are struggling with life, people who are sick, people who are, I mean, really, you know it. There's authority in the name of Jesus, not because of you, but because of what he's entrusted to you to do something about this. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, all of heaven walks with you. This is important to know because no weapon formed against you will prosper. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. One of my first scriptures I learned in Estonian, Surem on se qui on sinuses, qui se qui son mailmas. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. And you as a believer, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of the King, walk with the authority of heaven. Recently in our church, just before I came here, a young lady after our, our, our service came to me and she says, Miguel, can you pray for me? And uh, she's, a, she's a German. I love Germans because they don't hold anything back. They tell you exactly what they're thinking. It's very straight. You can know exactly what's going on. Uh, and she's a great friend. And she told me that, you know, her, um, one of her legs, this leg, was about a centimeter and a half shorter than the other one. I have no idea what inches are anymore. Sorry, I'm all in the metrics. <laughs> so a centimeter and a half shorter than the other one. She says, would you pray for me? She says, you've talked about miracles before. Would you pray? And I said, sure. My honest thought, I, I didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel like I wanted to pray. I, did, I was tired. I had just given myself away in speaking, and I didn't want to necessarily stop and pray. But I know that the kingdom looks for these opportunities. And so I stopped. I said, let's pray. Now, my dad, when I was growing up, God used him in miracles and stuff I've seen through the years. It's, it's a great heritage that Jose and I have, our family has, of seeing God move in the miraculous. So I kind of saw for myself, one of her legs was shorter than the other. And I didn't feel anything, she didn't feel anything. I said, well, let's pray. Let's see what God wants to do here. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who goes on a journey, who calls his servants and then entrusts them with the kingdom. And so I said, well, let's pray. Let's see what happens. I can't do this. And so I said, look, yeah, the legs are there. Before I know it, there's a little crowd around us, and we're, everyone's looking. I said, well, let's pray. Let's just see what God wants to do. And so I'm, I'm kind of holding her legs and just watching, and people around are watching. And, and in my, my mind, I'm thinking, how long do I pray? What do I pray? I don't know what to pray. I can't do this. Lord, if you do this, great. If you don't do this, I can't do anything. And so I'm, I'm kind of praying and thinking at the same time, Lord, how long do I pray? Uh, should, you know, short, long? Should I be authoritative and tell the leg to grow? Or what should I do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm not in the leg growing business. That's God's stuff. So, I'm, you know, what do I do? And, and so I asked her, I said, do you feel anything? She said, no. And she said do you, to me, do you feel anything? I said, no. And then the girl sitting next to her is in tears. She is absolutely beside herself in tears. And then she just kind of points to the leg. And I look down, and her leg had grown. 
And I just thought, her name is Gina. Gina, your leg. And she's like, yeah, it feels better. This is, this is great. I said, well, look, go home and go show your husband. Go home. I'll call you tomorrow. So I call her tomorrow, the next day, and, and I said, Gina, how's it going? She says, the weirdest thing. I've asked three other people. They all say, they all know that it was short. Now it's, it's grown. It's still about a half a centimeter shorter than the other one. Uh, what do I do? I said, I don't know. I didn't do the first thing. You just pray. Ask God to make it grow. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? It gave me such confidence. Why? Because I didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel any, you know, Holy Spirit goosebumps. I didn't feel ooh, a, a wind, nothing. I just know that the authority of heaven is there present when we pray in Jesus' name. Why am I telling you this? Friends, church, ask God for miracles. Don't be satisfied with the knowledge of God that's only here. Know him here. And then see him move. Don't be afraid to pray for people who need prayer. I used to be very nervous, as if I was going to heal them. You know what that's like, right? Or I'm the one who's going to save them. So you really kind of get all your words right. You know, do I share this the right way? When do I share? When do I not share? How do I do this in my missional community? Do I tell them about Jesus? Do I not tell them about Jesus? Am I just their friend? What am I? I don't know. It's confusing. But friends... We are to live an empowered life. Not just knowing God here. It's good. I need to know him here. I need to know what the Bible says. I need to be able to understand it. I need to be able to discern what's right and what's wrong. I need to be able to pull stuff apart and get it. My theology needs to be right. But I need my experience too. I need to see God move in the power of who he is now. Because that's the way this Christian life is meant to be lived with miracles, with power, with a demonstration. That's why we have the Holy Spirit, to help us with these things, so that we would move and, and be led and, and hear God's voice and know what he's saying and, and be able to help people. Friends, this is, this is the kingdom we're a part of. It's a powerful kingdom. During the course of this day, I've been asking Lord, Lord, I... I Help me to quiet my heart so that I hear you. And when we were in prayer in the back, I heard some things. And I, I, I don't know how else to express it except I heard some things. And so, you know, if we get through all of Matthew 25, great. If we don't, sorry. <laughs> Just blame it on Jose. Actually, the funny thing is, as a kid growing up, my name was, people would call me Hose B. Jose, Hose B. Terrible. I'm the older brother. Hello. So if you think I look like Jose, uh, 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 Jose looks like me. And we both look like our parents, so there you go. I sense his presence here. And so I'm cautious. 
if you're here today and you have some physical ailment, something that you know is not right, I want, we, I want to make sure we pray for you. I want to see the kingdom come. Would, how many people would love to see a miracle? Anybody? Oh, some of us would. That's good. For the rest of you, uh, get saved. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. But maybe you need that, so. Is there anybody here today who is believing God for a miracle physically? Anybody? Physical miracle? Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Physically. Miracle? Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. Okay. You know, I, 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 I can't help this. This is who I am. Um, I, I love when we get the body praise for the body. I mean, it's one thing that I can have people come and I can pray for people, but I really like when other people get to do this because you get to see God move. So we don't have to have music because it's not about music. We can't set a mood for the Holy Spirit to come. And <laughs> if it's just that minor chord, you know. Let's pray for you. For those of you who raised your hand, um, would you stand? Those of you who are who are physically sick, believing God for a miracle. Huh? Yeah. I'm believing God for a new heart. Every day I'm believing God for I'm waiting for the day when they hook the EKG up to me and it looks normal. I'm believing God for that, yes. All right, anybody else? A miracle? Great. Now this is the way we do things in our church. I'm... I, I, I know this isn't my church, but this is what we do it in our church. Is I like to have a few people gather around them. Let's have a few people get ready to pray. Go ahead. You can go now. Where are you from? Germany. Awesome. I love the Germans. I love it. I love it. Heard the accent. I'm thinking, that ah, was German. Now, what, what I want you to do before you start to pray, I'm going to teach you how to do this. I'm gonna, what you do is you ask the person, what is it that you're believing God for? So ask them the question. So before you start going off and pray, just ask them, what is it that you're believing God for? And then you wait a minute, and you kind of wait for the Holy Spirit to talk to you too. And then you pray, and you ask God to heal that person, whatever it is that they're going through. Is that okay? Is that all right? Okay, so go ahead and do that. Go ahead and ask the question, how, what is it that you're believing God for? If there's anybody else, this, this guy over here, there's some people there. And after they tell you what it is, uh, just pause for a minute, ask the Holy Spirit to help you, and then just pray for what that is. It's not a counseling session, so we're not going into long discussions and discourses. It's simply asking a question, listening, and then praying. So Father, we just thank you that you perform miracles today in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and start praying if you're not already. Father, we just thank you. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you set people free?
Would you heal brokenness? We thank you for a demonstration of your spirit today. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for being here and empowering your people to pray. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for brokenness to be healed. Messed up backs to be straightened. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Now, if that thing that you were praying about was a physical thing that they could tell if something is different, um, ask them, does anything, does it, do you feel different? Anything, any warmth? Do you feel anything, anything going on in there that as you're praying? Um, go ahead and ask and see and kind of test it and see what's going on. So I'll ask you guys the question. Anybody kind of sense anything when you were praying or for those of you who are maybe sick, do you kind of notice a change at all? Anybody? Yes? yes? Awesome. You feel something different? Awesome. What was it? You can raise your shoulder. You couldn't do it before. It would hurt. Now it's okay. God is good. God is good. In the back over here, what was it? Okay. Uh huh. Feels great. Awesome. God is good. That's awesome. Anybody else? Uh huh. Okay, so you felt warmth as people pray. All right, great, awesome. Anybody else? You felt warmth as well. Good. You know, it's it's interesting because when 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 the power and the presence of God come, it's experienced in many different ways. And one of the ways is warmth in that area where you sense something's going on. Is that there's warmth sometimes in the back, sometimes in the legs, shoulder. You feel better. Isn't that great? Isn't it good to feel better? Yeah. You know, if every believer went and prayed for people who were not well, now I'm not saying go chase them down the street, okay? <laughs> but if, if you're doing something, going through your normal part of the day, and you see someone, as you might share your faith in Jesus with someone, you see them challenged in whatever way, hey, can I pray for you? 
That should be our, our, our immediate response to when we see things. How can I pray for you? person might not believe, that's okay. God is God. He, you, you don't do miracles. I don't do miracles. He does. And maybe he wants to use more of us to do those things. Yeah? Now, if, if you're also kind of like, I didn't feel anything, that's okay. Like I told you, this girl's leg grew, and she didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel a thing. She didn't feel a thing. Check tomorrow. For those of you who had the shoulder stuff, check it tomorrow. See, hey, is that better with your chest? Check that. See, see what that was. God is good. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God has come. Let's go back to the Bible. Verse 15. It says, to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. We don't know how long the journey is. We don't know where the journey was going to. We just know he went away. He called by name as he calls each one of us. And then, and then he entrusts us with the power of this kingdom. The full weight of heaven is with you to pray for the sick to share your faith in Jesus with others, to see people come to faith in Christ, to see the sick healed, all of it, all of it, the oppressed delivered, all of it. And then what he says is the kingdom gives gifts in varying degrees, varying levels, some five, some two, some one. You know, I used to think that, uh, you know, God liked Jose more than he liked me. I really did for a long time. Jose and I, always competitive. Always. And, and I used to wonder, Lord, do you like him more than why? Because he's taller than me? He, he got married before I did. He finished university before I did. He tra he's traveled the world. He's done just amazing things and knows incredible people. And I mean, you know, he, you guys planted as a church one year ago, or whatever it is, and look at the size of this place. In Estonia, you know, most churches, the average size church in Estonia is about 25 people, and the biggest church in the country has an attendance of about four to 600 people. That's the largest church, attending evangelical church in the country. And I was like, man, Lord, do you like him more than me? What's the deal? No, we're gifted different, and that's Okay. Because it's not according to my ability, but to the ability that God gave me. So whether it's five, two, or one, who cares? We're not in competition with each other. Sunset is not in competition with Bridgetown, which is not in competition with Westside. This is one family of churches to see the kingdom of God move in this city. We're not in competition with other churches that aren't the church formerly known as, you know. I, you know, we're, it's about seeing the kingdom of God spread, isn't it? And so we're not in competition with each other. Sometimes, some things just go really well. We've done missional communities for years. I went to Soma School, this, you know, Jeff Vanderstelt up in Tacoma, Washington, about five years ago. And a bunch of our churches in Estonia have all started missional communities, and we learned right away, this ain't easy. Have you noticed that? Yeah, so the missional community leaders are like, yes, help. <laughs> Here's some help. We're all gifted different. 
Some of the missional communities will work really well. Some won't. That's okay. Some missional communities will be able to find their mission and do it gangbusters because of the makeup of that group. They're just some ridiculously gifted people who are just whatever. And some aren't. Some are more extroverted. Some are more introverted. The makeup of these groups, they change. And, and, and it's, it would be sad to think that in a family of churches, one would compete against the other and, well, they're this and they're that and I'm no good. And No. It's according to the ability that God gave you. And whatever that is, as you read through the story, the guy who had five made five more. The guy who had two made two more. But the guy who had one, what did he do? I have nothing. I don't know what to do. Let me hide it. And the reasons for hiding it were these accusations against the kingdom of God and against the king who sits on the throne. What does he say? This guy says, you're hard and you're mean and you want to reap where you're not sowing. You want to take where you're not giving. You're you're difficult. This, This Christian life is hard. So I am not going to do anything with what I have. I'm going to hide it. And eventually the king comes back, doesn't he? The king comes back, and what happens to the two guys? I love these scriptures in verses 21 and 23. This, this is awesome. His master, after he comes back, and they, he says, here's the five you gave me. Here's five more. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with little. I'm going to put you in charge of much. Come and share in your master's happiness. Holy Moses, this is awesome. Think about this. When we do something with what God has given, we get to share in the happiness of the king. I get to make God happy with my life. When I take whatever gift he's given and I do something with it. Isn't that great? Imagine you get to make God happy. You know, I think people forget God loves people more than we give him credit for. I think for many people, Christian and and non, people who are still trying to figure it out, assume that God doesn't love them for some odd reason. They're this or they're that or they have this hang up and that hang up. No, God loves you and he's gifted you and he's deposited things into your life to see his kingdom come so that you and I would reflect back to him the glory of who he is. Wow. You mean I get to be a part of God's stuff? Yes. You mean I get to see his kingdom come? Yes. You mean I get to expand the kingdom and the outreach of the kingdom? Yes. 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 And I get to share in his happiness. But to the one who hid, what did he say? What did the master say to the one who hid the bag of gold? This is a parable about the kingdom of heaven. What does the master say? Well, the guy says here in verses 24 and 25, go to the next slide. His master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. 
How many want to hear that from anybody? Right? You knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. You should have done something. At least take what I gave you, put it in a bank. Get some deposits, get some interest on that deposit and do something so that when I came back, you got something to give. Hey, here's a reality check. We've been given so that we can give it away. Reality check. Any gift you have is not because of how good you are. It's because the king gave you a gift. And he asks us to do something with it. So whether it's in your missional community, in your neighborhood, wherever you, whatever it is that you do, how can I see the kingdom of God come? How can I see your, your spirit come in this place where I am right now? And take whatever gift he gave you, whatever, no matter how small it looks. Let me tell you, what, what am I? I'm a Puerto Rican kid who, who grew up in Brooklyn, Okay. Every month, I sit with, a, with our members of our parliament to talk to them about Jesus every month. I'm watching members of my government in Estonia come to know Jesus. I am a Puerto Rican kid. I'm as dark as they come in Estonia. I'm short. They're tall. You know, I'm dark. They're white. And I'm invited as a special guest into the parliament every month. And once a year... We gather the whole of the, the, the uh, government, the whole of the parliament, the president, the prime minister, heads of everything, invite them to the parliament building, we talk to them about Jesus. I'm a Puerto Rican kid who grew up in Brooklyn. There wasn't a whole lot of much in me that God, except some crazy guy who said, where's Estonia, I'll go. Who knows what God will do with you? If you just take whatever it is, whatever it is, five, two, or one, who cares what it is? Just take it. Put it into work. Put it into his hands. Say, God, what do you want me to do with this? How do I do this? And he will show you. And you can see God move. This is the way the kingdom is. You don't go without the power of his spirit. Don't try don't walk out of your house in the morning thinking, I can do this today. Don't try. Don't try to pray for people in your own strength. Don't try. We have precedent of that in the scripture. Remember the seven sons? I come to you in the name of this other guy and that other guy and this other guy. And what happened? They, the devil showed them who's really the real deal for them. Stripped them naked, sent them out of the house. This is a real world we guys live in, you know. It's a spirit world. We, we are used to the natural. We're used to what we see, what we touch, what we feel. But there is a dimension that is absolutely more real than what we see. The scripture tells us that that which is not seen is eternal. That which we do see is temporary. It's subject to change. This can change, that doesn't. And we have authority that's been given to us by Jesus in his name to see the things that he wants to see done in this world happen. And he chooses to use us. Broken, crazy people who would say, yes, 
I care for you guys deeply. I care for this church, not just because my brother's leading it, and that is a big deal, but I pray for you guys because I would love to see something happen in, in and among you that would just be, that God would do something unique. That you would have your theology and have it set and good and strong and be powerful in your thinking and the way you look at the Bible. You know how to interpret it. You have good teaching. But I want you to experience him too. Experience his love for you. Experience his power as you pray for the sick, as you pray for people, that you get to see God do those things through you. Wow. Shoulders feeling better, warmth on body. And then, I mean, you keep doing that and you see that God really does stuff. Do you believe, anybody believe that besides me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the day when the church knows who they are. Looking forward to the day when every one of you know who you are, who you are in Christ. No weapon formed against you can prosper. You see, the enemy tried to take me out on January the 19th when I had this heart attack. It wasn't God's plan. It wasn't God's timing. But man, I'm going to make the devil angry. I'm going to take the second half of my life and I'm going to, he's going to wish he never messed with me. Because we are going to do great things for God. Not because I'm something. I'm nothing. But my God is something. I pray for you. I know we're probably way over time. I am sorry. Blame it on Jose. <laughs> or Brooke. Probably better that's Brooke. But I'm, I'm going to pray something I, I think is going to be uh, um, impactful for you. If you're here today, let me tell you, if you don't know Jesus, he's calling you by name. He knows you, he knows exactly where you're at, and he wants you to know him because he already knows you. And he wants to forgive you, and he wants to welcome you into family, and he wants you to experience his grace and his mercy. And if you, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I need you, and, and man, he's there. And at the end, uh, you know, when there's communion, there's prayer and stuff, you can go talk to people. There'll be people in the back to pray with you and stuff and do all that jazz. The worship team can come if they want to come. Um, but I want to pray for us as a community, as a family of churches, you as Sunset, that you would experience something today. Not just something today, but something you carry through the course of your week and life and life as a church. So as they're coming and they're going to do what they're going to do, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It's just the way it works. I love it. Let's pray. Maybe you've noticed this. I enjoy prayer. I really do. Because I, I, I love to see God do what he does. It's beautiful. Let's stand for a minute. Kind of change it up a little bit for you. I'm going to ask you to do something maybe a little uncomfortable. I'm going to ask you to take the person's hand who's next to you.
Unless they're your spouse, it better not be uncomfortable. <laughs> but all across here, we can even cross the aisles. That'd be awesome. Cross the aisles. This is a family, right? We love each other. Let's pray. Holy Spirit. thank you that you're here. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you live in the lives of every believer. We thank you that you're calling people right now to those who don't know you. You're calling their names so that they would respond to you today and come to know you as Lord and as Savior. Thank you that you're speaking to the hearts of everyone in this room. We're asking you, God, in the name of Jesus, for your spirit to fall on us, that we would know your presence, that we would be comfortable with your presence, that we would know when you're talking, know when you're speaking, know when you are there. In the name of Jesus, we ask you to land in our hearts in a new way, in a fresh way. Maybe for some of us, we've been stale in our faith. We've been going through the motions of doing church and find ourselves here at sunset and are, you know, just kind of still going through the motions, but know that there'd be new life in the name of Jesus today. New life for you in Jesus. That you would hear God's voice. I'm asking that for some of them, Lord, would you give them dreams tonight? Father, would you release a gift in the hearts of those who are seeking your presence? Would you release prophetic gifts? Would you release those who see you and hear you and speak your words? Would they have dreams where they see what you're going to do ahead of time so that you would prepare them for the things they're going to do? We ask you for the boldness to pray for the sick, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we thank you. You are the one who does the work in our lives. You just need our hands. Father, I pray for impossible situations, for families who are struggling, for brokenness, for healing. We, God, we ask you for all of it, to take broken things and make them whole, for marriages who are suffering today and are struggling to hold it together because of disappointments, because of even cheating. And we ask you in Jesus' name to come and be a, a healing agent in their life, that your, your healing would come into those relationships right now in Jesus' name. Father, for those of us who are struggling in our minds, we struggle with we struggle with anxiety. We struggle with worry. We command freedom today. 
freedom for you today in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, be free. Holy Spirit, would you expose things that need to be exposed? Would you bring to light the hidden sins of the heart, the things that we do when no one sees them? Would you expose them, not for the sense of bringing people down, but for lifting them up? Father, we want to be a church who's open to you and you need us to be clean. Father, would we hear you? Would we respond to you? Holy Spirit, we know that the things that you have given to us as believers are huge. Would you help us to do the things you've called us to do with the power of your Spirit to do it? Would you take the simple things to confound the wise? Father, would you take some of these people and spread them all over the world? Would you call people today? Call people to mission today. Call people to cross-cultural things today. Call people today to be used by you. We thank you for your gifts. We thank you for your calls. Father, in impossible situations, make them possible. Where there have been things that have been standing in the way, break those walls in Jesus' name. We command those walls to be broken. 